How naive to believe there might be a single answer to every question. Altair ibn Laahad's Codex. Hello, I'm Andrew, and I want to welcome you to Visions of the Past, the podcast all about the lore of Assassin's Creed. This is episode 84, and today we're going to talk about how the series should be played, in what order the series is best played in. But we're not going to have this conversation alone today. We are joined by um, someone who's probably going to confuse you a little bit for the simple fact that he is also named Andrew. So there are really two schools of thought when we talk about what order to play the series in. There is release order and there is historical chronology, I guess would be the best way of describing it. Yeah. I look at it this way, it's really in what you want out of it. I mean, if, if you're looking for the Assassin's Creed storyline, you'd have to start at Assassin's Creed and then work your way through release. If you're more interested in the actual, say, historical timeline, then yeah, you're going to have to go all the way back and play through because it almost works both ways. I can see that. I It really does come down to how you want to interpret the story. If you don't really care about the modern day, I can see doing a historical playthrough. Well, I know I used to care about the modern day, but once they killed off... Um, Desmond? Desmond, it just got to a point where it's... So, a couple games, you're... It's you. You work in an office working for the bad guys. You just don't know it. And now it's you're an archaeologist who works for the bad guys and then doesn't work for the bad guys. Or you can go, I like playing this because I get to play as a Viking. I get to play as an Egyptian. Then I get to play as, you know, Altair. Then I get to play as Ezio. And then I get to play this. Well, there's always been that the other way you can play it, and that's just based on what you want to be. Do you want to relive the Renaissance, uh, the French Revolution, Victorian London? I've always been a proponent of playing it in release order. Almost every year I'll replay the series in release order. There's a few reasons why I do it that way. I follow along with the modern day and I like the way that it flows, but at the same point I like seeing the evolution of the series. All the way back with Assassin's Creed 1, it's vastly different from what we just had in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And I like watching the evolution of the series and watch the lore expand. Say you play the historical timeline. So that means you're starting with Odyssey, going to Origins, and then Valhalla, and then back to Assassin's Creed 1. So if you're taking the latest release in Valhalla and then jumping to the earliest release... There is such a jump there from quality. And I'm not saying either one is better than the other. But Assassin's Creed 1 was made almost 14 years ago. And I'm not talking graphics. I'm talking playstyle. You're spending most of the game sitting back and blocking instead of attacking. Or you're being sneaky more than you're being a, a gung-ho vikinger. It's 
just a very different play style. And I think that if you start with one and go through Valhalla, that it gradually changes and leads you into it leads you into a natural progression of the series. My main thing with it is, is I enjoyed the gameplay of the first Assassin's Creed. And then when it came to the Ezio games, they were constantly making changes, constantly trying to update what was already more or less okay, I guess. And that's where it's like the Ezio series is great. The story is great. Most of the gameplay is good, but that's where I always found that that's where a lot of some of the breaks are. And they broke a few things trying to get things right throughout that like three game setup. But like for you, you play through every single year. For me, it's like I'm kind of stuck at this point. It's like, well, what play style do I want to play? <laughs> right. And if I start at the first Assassin's Creed and work through, it's like that's the problem I had playing through Ezio's series again. I got halfway through it and was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and I'm to be honest, going through in chronological order to go to Brotherhood and Revelations. I do get tired of Ezio. Mm -hmm. It's not that he's a bad character. While he makes some choices that I think are out of character in Revelations, he's not a bad character. No, I enjoyed Ezio's storyline. It's just I, they did too much. At that point, I'm ready to be done. But at the same time is when we jump to the longer games, the Origins, the Odysseys, <laughs> and the Valhallas. At that point, I'm also <laughs> ready to be done. That's, that is the downside if you were to go, say, if you want to do the historical lore aspect of it. You're going to be spending a ton of time playing... Okay, which one's, you have which the one's three... Come, is Origins the earliest, or is it... It's, it's Odyssey. It's Odyssey, then so Origins. So you're going to spend a ton of time playing Odyssey, then a ton of time playing Origins. Then a ton of time into Valhalla. And we both know I haven't even finished either of them because of the fact that they are... Unless you specifically play the main storyline, there's just too much. I've I love the games. I love open world role play, but at the same note, it's just like it's a big open world with not a lot, and except it's all clustered and then it's all repetitive. Well, I unless I've... you focus on the story. And, and you're right. And I kind of did that with Origins and not Origins. Origins I played through all the way through 100% without really stopping. That one I spent 175 hours, I think, in my mm -hmm. first playthrough. And for whatever reason, that one grabbed a hold of me and, and I I stuck with it. But once we got into Odyssey, I didn't finish it at first. I spent, I took a three-month break, I think, before I finished it. See, that, that that's, that's the conflict I've got is, like, Origins... My conflict with Origins was the starting point of the story is you literally start in the middle. There's a whole bunch of stuff that went on before you even started the game, and you're just picking up a character and have no idea what's going on. Yeah, that game... That was my struggle with it, but I will say that it is the much more streamlined of the current three like open-world well, RPGs. And I think that comes from dialogue choice. Yeah, they that one had a lot more focus, and it wasn't a lot of repetitive side missions. And then came Odyssey, which had a long storyline, 
but also a ton of side stuff that in the end it's almost hard to focus on the main story because it's oh if you want to assassinate all these guys you know order the ancients you gotta go do this and this and this and this and this and then you gotta do the campaign as well to unlock these people yep and it just it's it's a lot like the early games where they're working to try and find what works I agree with that. And right now, with Odyssey, the last playthrough spent 55 hours just doing the story in New Game Plus. And the first time I played it, I got to... I don't remember the name of the battle. It, it wasn't the last battle. It was a... I want to say it's called the Battle of Pelos, but that's that might not I don't I don't still remember. Finished um but I got to that point and it said I was underleveled. So I spent the next 100 150 hours clearing the map to level up to to be mm-hmm. available. And at that point that's why I stopped with Odyssey specifically. So in my opinion, if we're if you're going to be a new player to the series and want to do it historically starting with that game you either have to be very dedicated absolutely in love with open world mm-hmm. rpgs or, or you're, you're not going to get it, through it no. no well and that was my problem partly with odyssey is after it came out i had my ship fully leveled up i had other things fully leveled up and then they patched it and increased the level up capabilities of everything and all of a sudden i went from being the most deadly ship on the sea to oh god now i got you know 100 hours of grinding to do in order to get all this stuff gr- upgraded all the way again i i remember <laughs> when that i remember when that happened it's... you because you had spent a lot of drachmi, and then I looked at it and went, "I need a hundred thousand for this one thing, and a hundred thousand for that thing." Mm-hmm. Not to mention the, um, oh shoot, what was it? The wood and the ore and the gems. Yeah. But I, I mean, they did this. Well, not they, but like CD Projekt Red did the same thing with The Witcher, which actually ended up with a game-ending bug for me because all of a sudden I couldn't level up anymore because they raised the requirements and it glitched my game out. <laughs> so it's like with Odyssey, it's that was one thing that hit me as I load up one day after an update and all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, I had my ship maxed out. What? I need 150,000 olive wood? <laughs> so it's one of those things, it's like... Uh, as much as I'm more for, I kind of do like the idea because if you were to start at Odyssey and then go to Origins and then go to Valhalla and then work your way up historically, it shows how great of a job Ubisoft has done in linking all of the historical stuff and linking all of their storyline together. Because you don't have to know what Abstergo, the modern Abstergo is, and you don't have to know what, you know, the current Assassin's Brotherhood is in order to play through from that starting point and still be able to get the entire history of the Assassins and the Templars. Yeah, I can see that because historically the, mm-hmm. the stories mesh where you see 
the Order of the Ancients, the Cult of Cosmos, the Templar Order, and you can see how they could theoretically go from one order to the other to the next and how they could all yeah. join. But the downside is, is the modern world sections of it. That's where you're going to be getting lost because well, it's going to be, wait a minute, what's going on with the planet? And then I don't know how things end on Valhalla because I'm nowhere near done with Valhalla. But you're going to get that and then it's going to jump back to Oh, now what's going on in the right. modern? <laughs> if, if you're if you're gonna follow that modern day storyline, you're going to end up confused. So even let's say you start with origins, not origins. Say you start with Odyssey. That's the middle of the modern day trilogy for that character. Mm -hmm. So you start in, and she's an assassin, and you go, oh, okay, cool, and then you follow her story along. And then you go to Origins, which was her now working she... for the Templars, and you, mm -hmm. if you don't realize that it came before, you you just go, huh? And then you jump into Valhalla and what happens with her there, and then all of a sudden you go into some dude who was kidnapped by Abstergo, and you've maybe heard of Abstergo twice at that point in Layla's. Mm -hmm. So, if you're going to follow the modern day story, you're going to be confused. Absolutely truth. Mm -hmm. Because, let's see, the years. Uh, we have Odyssey's modern day is set in 2018. Origins is 2017. Valhalla's 2020. Yeah. And then you jump into Assassin's Creed, which is 2012. Yep. Yeah. You pretty much, it's, I would say the only way that you could really honestly play it from a historical standpoint is if you've already played the series because i think yeah i think that is a good recommendation i don't think anybody you... new to assassin's creed could just start at odyssey or origins and then play the whole series from a historical standpoint because they would be completely lost and you'd have to play through the whole series to get the actual history of everything in the first place. <laughs> I, I can see where that recommendation comes from because in the what I'm going to call the RPG trilogy, which is Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, you get forced out of the Animus maybe three times per game. And then you would jump into the very first game where you get pulled out after almost every single assassination. Honestly, the first game was the last time I was actually happy about getting out of the Animus because there was always little things to find and do. Oh, Whereas yeah. It seems like to me, especially with uh, Odyssey, if I go out, I'm just wandering around an apartment doing nothing. Yeah, and once you read those emails and everything on the computer once, nothing really updates. And with um assassin's creed one every time you get pulled out is a different day in the story so there's more things to find there's that and then like even with black flag at least there was stuff you could do as you progress through the game yep. if you backed out you could wander more of the building find more of the sticky notes find more of the find sticky notes the find more of the terminals that you could break open it's it feels to me more that as we progress, they're just cutting more of the real world out. And that 
if I remember right, or at least from what I've seen within the community, there are those that don't like it. So the less that they put into it, or the less that they force you into doing, mm-hmm. the more that more people get into it. But at that point, you turn the series from what, in my opinion, makes Assassin's Creed into more of historical tourism. Mm-hmm. Well, so, that's just it. They've converted from the novelty of it was is hey, you're going into this machine that's reading your DNA or somebody else's DNA to show you the historical fact, but there's also things going on in the modern day to now it's, yeah, there's something going on in the modern day, but you're just going in to play an RPG. The first five games, Assassin's Creed 1, 2, Brotherhood, Revelations, and 3. Those five games within the first five minutes of the story, you know you are Desmond and you are replaying history for Mm -hmm. a reason. Starting with... I've kind of lost track in the new games of what the reason for even playing is at this point. And that's kind of what's... Like, I get, oh, we're just trying to find out information about the Egyptians. We're trying to find this. And, well, I've basically at this point, it's, I've lost track. Desmond's (laughs) Pentology was all about Desmond reliving history for, to find some artifact or to train himself. Mm -hmm. Or he was uh, (laughs) in a coma and needed to find a way out of his coma. Mm -hmm. For... For in Rogue, you were just an analyst reliving these guys' lives to try to make a game or a movie, if I remember right. Well, being manipulated by the assassins and the yeah, John John Standish. Well, yeah, Sage. yeah, John Standish. Yeah, so there was all of that there, but then you jump into Unity. And Unity was to... I don't even remember. Unity was... You're playing as the initiate who just basically listens to Bishop. And you are trying to find the sage that Arno had visit, had met in his life to try to stop Abstergo from finding that body first. And that was after you got an introduction to Jacques de Molay, and then you get pulled out. So that one was kind of weird for the for the modern day. Syndicate, you're trying to find a shroud, but it's, it's the same kind of thing as Unity, where you have to go through the prologue and the first two sequences before you even get pulled out and realize you're in the modern day. So what's going here's on? Here's almost a prime example of the way things have changed. The last Assassin's Creed game I've completed was Black Flag. What? I have not completed Unity. I've not completed Syndicate. I barely played Rogue, mostly just because I had other things going on with Rogue. It wasn't. And then I have not completed Origins, Odyssey, or Valhalla. I think we need to have a challenge to Andrew here about finishing a game and then coming back on and hearing his thoughts on him. <laughs> um, but I mean, it, it, it speaks to a change in 
how things were because I religiously, you know, Assassin's Creed, I knocked all those games out. They came out, I knocked them out. The only thing you didn't do in the first one was collect the flags, which was an overabundance and a tedious, yes. But then, like, Black Flag came out, and as much as I loved it because it was exactly what I was looking for in terms of I always enjoyed pirate games, and this was the first real, like, good 3D, you know, you got your ship, you're sailing, you're doing all this crap. I loved Black Flag, but Black Flag fell into that trap for me in which I don't like tedium. I don't like grinding things. I don't like, oh, if you want to complete the whole utter whole game you have to go to all these itty bitty little islands to collect all these chests you got to go and do this and you got to go and do that for me it's like that doesn't create replayability and then it slowly got worse as time progressed and then the storylines got worse for me because like unity i just couldn't get into the storyline and then there was the money issue in unity the three different Where you currencies. and I used to have to like grind out some of the multiplayer co-op stuff just to get money to be able yep. to afford things. And then Syndicate, the whole... I just The Switch of the Twins? Like, I just couldn't get into it. And then the other ones, as much as I enjoyed Odyssey, as much as I enjoyed Origins, and as much as I enjoyed Valhalla, they fall into the trap of large-scale RPGs. In that, as much as I enjoy them, like, I enjoy The Witcher. But as as much as I like big open world maps, if they're not populated with things, or if the things they are populated with are tedious or repetitive, you get bored fast because I don't like busting through the story in an open world RPG and then going, oh, I missed all this. But then if I go to get all this, I get bored you out of my mind. I feel like you're doing <laughs> the same thing over and over again, and I had that Red problem Dead Redemption. with... Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't touched that in a long time. But there, there's so much to do in Odyssey that felt like it was just the copy and paste same thing over and over and over again. That's why I stopped playing it for three mm-hmm. months. With Valhalla, to me, it was completely different because everything on the map felt different. The stories felt different. It wasn't until I cleared the map and was doing Redis quests and trying to upgrade... Um, my weapons now the river raids and the not so much the mastery challenges because they are a little different but the river raids and retta that all felt the same and it got to a point to where i stopped playing valhalla for what's that three months no not three months it's been two it's it's been kind of the same problem i'm having though with these games is combat it's just it's so I don't know. <laughs> they can't seem to quite get a good medium on it because, like, that was my issue with Odyssey is, oh, yeah, you're fighting these other mercenaries, and it's just, oh, he's immune to almost everything, so, hey, can I possibly push him off a building? Because <laughs> otherwise I'm going to spend 20 minutes beating on him until he finally dies. Yeah. And then they tried to fix that with the new one, and now it's just more like, Oh, to kill this guy, I have to use this kind of combination of tricks. And to kill this guy, I got to use this combination of tricks. And it's like. I don't just, mind that. Find, but they still, for but, me, it's like your gear. It feels like. Oh, this origins. guy's kicking your butt. You better upgrade your gear and then figure out what you want to do. Like, it was an interesting idea with their skill system. You know, having the three different trees, and then you kind of open them up as you go. 
But at the same note, I was finding where it's like you and I were roughly the same level, and yet you had better skills or power than me simply because you chose some different pathway, whereas I was literally like just sitting there going, why can't I beat this guy, and we're both the same point in the game. And that was one of the things specifically with Odyssey. It, It took a lot on how you built Cassandra or Alexios, and then if you were to jump into Origins, it wasn't necessarily the same. It, it would be different. So if you tried the same tactics, it would change. And then into Valhalla, that would change too. And then there's nothing like that in AC1. So if you're a first-time player, bringing it back to our conversation topic, you're going to end up very confused and you're going to see... I would almost say you have to split the series down the center as, do you like stealth combat games or do you like combat RPGs? Yeah. And I would almost say Black Flag is about the point, that time period of the series, because Rogue goes into that too that's about the transition point I'd say you'd have to make a call on is, you know, do you want to play the RPGs and then play, or do you want to play the stealth? I can understand that thought process because Unity was really where RPG elements started getting introduced. I found that I have been, well, how do I want to say this? I found Stuff got very difficult in Unity. Well, combat got very difficult that in Unity too. for me. And then they introduced different weapons and gear that have different qualities. You can hold different types of tools or you mm-hmm. can have so many phantom blades and it's better for eagle vision or health. And so Syndicate kind of expanded on that. And then Odyssey went, here's all of it. Not Odyssey. Origin said, here we are. So See, I think we're almost running into a different <laughs> a different topic. We're, well, yeah, yeah we're falling we're, off the main topic. But, and we're falling into like something that I would almost say a future podcast would be worth. And, and I really <laughs> think that that's a good point. Because in the order in which you're going to play the series, really comes down to what you, you want. And I think if you want us to expand on well what we've been talking about the last handful of minutes please let me know and really it comes down to two things for me if you are a first time player start at start at AC1 see how the series progress follow the modern day story and go through it gradually if you want a challenge at least I think it's a challenge from a gameplay standpoint, and you already understand the mod, at least the modern day story, you kind of understand it and how it progresses. Then start with the history, starting with Odyssey. Od- history will go like this it goes Odyssey, Origins, Valhalla, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Revelations. Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Rogue, Assassin's Creed 3, Assassin's Creed Unity, and then Assassin's Creed Syndicate. And that, if you play them back-to-back, 
to back to back to back to back to back. You're going to have a learning curve based on RPG to action stealth game. <laughs> Not to mention how the controls change within those action stealth games. Yeah. So it's a challenge. It's probably a challenge that actually it is a challenge that I've never done myself. And I will probably wait to try that until Valhalla gets uh, New Game Plus, if that's a thing. Because then I don't have to worry about leveling up. So we'll kind of see if I take that as my next playthrough order. But that is something I've never done. I've always, always played. I can almost release. honestly say I would never accomplish it. <laughs> well, if you could... I, I recently tried, because remember I tried playing Origins, couldn't finish it. So then I went back to trying to play Odyssey, couldn't do it. So then I was playing Valhalla. If I you still could can't do it. If you could find a way to just kind of get through the story so you could get into New Game Plus, then I think a lot of your issues with the gameplay, with the leveling, mm -hmm. would be less. Yeah. And that's how I went from 300 hours into Odyssey to 55. Because I didn't have to worry about the levels, and I could do the story straight through and not have an issue. Mm -hmm. Which, if this is your first playthrough, that's another thing you're going to run into. But that's a topic for another time. So again, if you're new, start with AC1. And if you're looking for a challenge or you want to live a specific time period then go to the historic sections first but what do you think is the best order to play assassin's creed and let me know over at twitter at visions underscore ac i want to thank you for joining me today be sure to tune in every tuesday for new episodes if you love stories about assassin's creed lore please follow this podcast on apple podcasts spotify or your favorite podcasting platform and please tell your friends about this podcast. If you have any questions about Assassin's Creed or topics that you would like me to cover, please feel free to hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at visions underscore AC. Those links you, of course, can find in the show notes below. And before we sign off, is there anywhere that people can find you if they want to ask you questions about Assassin's Creed? Not right I, now. <laughs> I, I don't think you're very heavy on social media. That's why I asked. No, I, I keep thinking to try and do that, and I don't get anywhere yet. Work comes from work. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Eventually, maybe I'll have a presence. <laughs> and until next time, my assassin friends, make sure to follow the creed. And to those Templars listening, may the Father of Understanding guide you.